0: Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Mm Martin-Raymond. Peace and blessings, love and light, and welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin-Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You, LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. So welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening to the How Now podcast, welcome. Welcome to the How Now podcast family. Be sure to go to www.hownowpodcast.com and make sure that you click on your favorite podcast platform. So that, that way you know when the show is airing, which is every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also click on the banner and it will take you to the How Now YouTube channel where you can like, subscribe, share and catch up on some old episodes that you may have missed. Again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. So tonight, let's dive into our show where we're going to be talking about crisis prevention and de-escalation the gentle way. Okay. I have some wonderful guests here who are going to assist me in talking about de-escalation and talking about crisis prevention, because that is something that we're seeing not only in the workplace, but we're also seeing that in our education system with our staff and with our students. And so there are many instances where we are having to have a plan of de-escalation, to have a plan for crisis prevention, because there are crises that are there are crises that are coming up around us each and every day from all different areas of our lives. And like I said, to talk with me about this are my guests. So, as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guests to introduce themselves at this time.
1: Great, hey, hey, Kim, glad to be with you. This evening and uh, glad to be on the How Now podcast and and just excited to share some of the the great things that uh, Mr. Griggs and I are doing and a little bit about our our history, history together, you know, which uh, will probably have some comedic moments, you know, (laughs) as we (laughs) as we walk through this. But Ron Mosley and uh, I am the director of growth and customer experience with the Genoway Institute. And uh, my my background, humble, humble background, you know, we are headquartered in Akron, Ohio, which uh, is the place where uh, Bert and I grew up. And uh, I have to say that just just to give you a snapshot of my background came from the projects Mm -hmm. uh, to uh, high school and it was really academics and sports that that kind of led the way for me to attend an ivy league university went to went to brown university mm-hmm. engineering degree with a, a emphasis emphasis in computer architecture so bert likes to say hey he's the he's the tech dude he's, he's the tech guy you know he does all this <laughs> software stuff you know so uh but bert's learned it fast let me tell you mm-hmm. um but uh so I have out in that, worked a number of years in, in companies, corporations, uh, doing engineering tech stuff. And then after uh, I found that, uh, you know, my my earnings had plateaued, had some friends in sales and marketing. So I really spent the last, you know, 15, 20 years in sales and marketing and uh, just have, have enjoyed, you know, working with people, working with clients. And it, it has taken me into healthcare into manufacturing and into consulting and just all, all sorts of areas of, of business. And, and also led me into entrepreneurial ventures as well. Uh, worked for a couple of startups and Bert, Bert and I, our first venture, we actually worked, had a, a retail store that we worked in, and, and maybe we'll touch on that, maybe we won't. But uh, you know, as a lot of entrepreneurial startup ventures go right. You may start in one area, mm-hmm. kind of figure out that uh, there's there's a need in the marketplace for something else, like right. in this area, de escalation. And so we saw the opportunity. Or I should say, Bert was the visionary that saw the opportunity. He said, "Come on, man. You know, you gotta you gotta help me do this thing." And, and right. so uh, uh, we found some customers and clients that that are working with us, making this thing happen. And so that's, that's a, little bit, a little bit of a snapshot on my background, and I'll let Bert take it from there.
2: Awesome. All right.
1: Well, you know, uh, hey, I'm Bert Griggs. That's pretty much I, uh, <laughs> uh, my background is um, I, I trained for the Olympics, and uh, I went to Colorado Springs back when I was 22 years old, and I lived there for about, I don't know, eight years in Colorado Springs and I moved to Denver um, and the person that helped me, you know, get to the, that level was uh, Ron. I keep wanting to call him Randy. You know, we talked about it when I was 11 years old and I said, I wanted to make the Olympic team. So he was very encouraging back then. He was a nice person to me back then. <laughs> and then, um, you know, uh, I met coach John Saylor. Okay. He was a, he was a competitor back then. And he, He kind of like, you know, took me under his wing and showed me a lot of things. And and I had uh, a couple of training partners, Roger Miller and Rick Oliva. Those guys were like just, you know, it was just great. Right. So I learned from these people and judo means gentle way, even though Mm -hmm. we, 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 it doesn't look as gentle as it is, but it is very gentle because the reason why I mentioned those guys is because we developed like a, a, another brotherhood. Yeah. And and that just meant so much, you know. I was, you know, very uh, needed that. That's something I needed in my life, and they gave it to me, you know. Uh, so then, uh, after you know, deal, being at the training center, and uh, that's where I met my other good friend that Rampy has met too. He calls him Rampy Awesome, because uh, <laughs> everybody calls him Rampy because it's so the bird, because the bird, oh, the, the, right. it really calls me Rampy. Because of the bird, I, and right. Family, right? Family, so so down came right. family. See,
0: <laughs> so yeah, we all know so, he is Rampy, yeah. Done <laughs> deal.
1: So you know, I I got under the tutelage of Leo White, who's a two-time Olympian.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess our goal was to me and Leo's goal was to get Rampy married, <laughs> and, and so Rampy. Oh, here we go. Here so <laughs> Rampy. Rampy meets his wife through a song, and next thing you know, uh, the the night he met her, he said that he was uh, going to marry. You know, pretty much uh-huh. married the All night. Right. He met no, no, they and, told uh, me. They told me I was going to marry. That's what. That's true. We did. T- we told them that she was a gem, in, you know, gem in the ocean. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Benita Fitzgerald was her name. She was a. First black female to win the hurdles in, mm-hmm. in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And on, at that time, she was only the second black female, I mean, second female period, period. to win the hurdles. Mm-hmm. Wow,
2: You know, for like, what
1: was it, 1936 was a, before oh, wow. 1984, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, they met and everything and, and my story is mostly uh, about him. I mean, that part. Let me get into my Welcome knowledge.
0: This of, edition of the of, love uh, connection,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. De-escalation. De-escalation love connection. Well, <laughs> I developed my that's probably how I developed my de-escalation de- skills. Uh, right. I ended up getting hired by the city of Denver.
2: Uh-huh. I
1: was the youngest the the youngest uh, senior human service counselor that they had. Uh-huh. I was a lead counselor, the youngest. I was 32 years old and I was able to with the judo background and friends and brothers like I had I was ancestors I was able to work my way in there and that's how I discovered I got this de-escalation thing pretty down like because we dealt with um uh, clients off the street you know and it didn't matter how much they were making because everybody if they upset they upset Right. some people were homeless and some people were bank presidents
2: wow.
1: right and and in denver you're allowed to drink all you want but you can't be on the streets intoxicated yeah. so it's a very clean place and everything so anyway they learned that i knew judo and they also learned that i had a a, a set about me that i was able to de-escalate people without touching mm. and that's how i developed the skills over the the 25 years I was there and I ended up teaching the skills, uh, in the year 2000. Okay. They asked me to just go ahead, write some stuff up and teach it. And I got with a, a, a good friend of mine, Joe Contreras, and he was a, another young worker and he was, you know, helped me develop some of the program and, um, that's just how it went, and then believe it or not, like uh i I kept I was still competing back then and my okay. my next coach was uh Sheldon Marr who was over in the sheriff's department, okay, as far as teaching their skills and stuff. So we kind of like intertwined some of our stuff and we were able to get some of that going. Well, lo and behold, uh Ron tells me, hey, he he getting ready to move back to back east. You know, I got to follow him, right? So <laughs> I decided I'm gonna retire, move back east, and we 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 end up opening up a, a franchise uh, computer store.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And you know, it was good, but it just wasn't I think our kind of thing, right? Uh, you know, uh, and for me, you know, computers is
2: yeah
1: a of, <laughs> a more people oriented kind of guy, right. you know, right? And uh, so. We got out of that. And then 2019, I kind of like, that's the year I can say I was like retired, didn't do anything, was, you know, traveling here and there. And we went to the the Olympic Hall of Fame Uh uh, gala together. I went back out to Carl Springs with him. Now I say, hey, man, I got this idea, you know, all this stuff going on in the world and stuff, we Mm -hmm. should start teaching de-escalation. And he looked at me like he always do, and he's uh huh. <laughs> I swear to God, he goes uh huh. And I, you know, I get upset about it, They're like uh huh. Uh-huh. I said, yeah, I got this idea, man. He goes uh huh. Next, but see, the thing is, that means he's thinking it through, right? And he's going to bring it to fruition, okay? Right? And it's kind of like, be careful what you ask for. So be before the pan, before the pan, the, the main part of the pandemic. He's got this going. And he said we can do this, and, He's writing up this and he goes, why, why don't we do? I'll sit up there. I just wanted to relax and everything. <laughs> you know, and then once the pandemic hit, he's still calling me and he's saying, let's write this down. What's your idea about this? So we, anyway, we came up with what we came up with. We developed yeah. a program and uh we were able to implement that program. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. Last year we did last with day. dads on duty. Mm-hmm. And that was because of Russell, Russell Neal, who's a councilman here oh, okay. in Akron. And, and quite naturally, we grew up with him too. Okay. So, so Russell Neal, he, he got us in, into that part. And then we, um, had a lot of encouragement from the Urban League with, um, uh, Teresa Laguerre, because Urban League really, you know, opened some doors for us and helped awesome. us out. And, um. And there was an urban, the urban League in uh, Atlanta uh-huh. where you're at,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, Kim Lee Urban. She was very helpful in, in with the store when we had, and she's also very helpful now and so stuff. That's why I can't wait to uh, talk to her again. Because I, I mean, one thing about judo and stuff, you learn to develop all these uh, friendships and everything, and that's. Yeah. And you know, that's pretty much what we've we've done and, and, mm-hmm. and my skill set and everything else what leads me into doing what I do right. and with his guidance he's a brain brain guy <laughs> i I'm
0: kind of got like a captain kirk but he's
1: like uh spock you know all right
0: okay okay we'll take that we'll take that we're not gonna do the whole batman robin thing we definitely do the uh, captain kirk and uh and yeah. the uh uh what's his name again not now i was about to say sulu yes okay yeah <laughs> we got that we got that okay so so let's let's rewind a little bit because like i said you were talking about about uh you know starting the program, having the idea of doing the de-escalation because of the things that you were seeing going on uh around the country
2: mm-hmm. and so
0: like I said you said you mentioned urban league and you mentioned um you know some of the other programs that were going on locally that uh you presented this to so you know and when you initially had the um thought, to start talking about the de-escalation and and having those type of programs. Who was your target audience? I know you did the dads, you were talking about the the program with the dads. Was that something that was your target audience or did you have a target audience at the time?
1: Originally, I told Rev, I said, well, Ron, Mm -hmm. I told him about um, Cascade Ministries, the church that I belong to and stuff, And Reverend Jackson. And they were a very integral part in, in uh, what we wanted. To, what I wanted to do. Because at first, in 2019, there were a lot of violent things that happened in churches. Mm. Somebody got shot. Right. Somebody got killed in a church. And somebody right. got cut up. Mm. So Rampy, well, Ron, again, you know, he, he said, Let, let's come out with something. And he wrote it up. Mm. And we were able to do it.
0: Right, all right, R- Rampy. Go ahead and tell yeah. us about that. <laughs> I, I
1: was just gonna say, part of it was, uh, you know, the the opportunity, of course, with with Bert's the intersection of Bert's experience, right. you know, those two areas, plus, you know, his his vision for it. But we did, we've done a lot of homework looking at, you know, who's in this industry, right. who's done well in this industry. Uh, what sort of techniques and methods uh, have worked?
2: Right. Right.
1: And and uh, as we start talking to people, we talk about targets. We looked at just about any industry that interacts with people. Yeah. Right. We we uh, have talked to airline people. Right, because at at the time, like right before COVID, there's all this stuff going on with the airlines and Um, then with COVID, right, there's all the things with masks and some people wanted to wear them, some people didn't want to wear them. So that caused all kinds of conflict in and of itself, right, so there was stuff like that going on in the airline industry and, of course, schools, you know, schools have had their share of yeah. having to do with crisis prevention yes. and escalation, de-escalation, you know, yes. just the nature of, uh, you know, the education business, education industry. Um, so that that was definitely an area that, that there was a need. Wow. And then, uh, you know, Burke knew some people who were police officers. I knew a couple people who were police officers. And and of course, with, uh, you know, all, all the things that were going on around, you know, BLM, and defund the police and and all the the stress and tension of course it still exists with that but you know uh cities and organizations and police departments we're looking at how can they do something different you know than than what's been done in the past the way officers are trained and uh, there's a huge movement in that area to look at you know peace officers and with, with police officers being law enforcement officers being in the customer service business, right? right. So, so there's there's that aspect going on. So so almost any industry that interacts with with people, you know, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity for training. And part of what we looked at and some of the feedback that we got as, as we were doing our research, people were telling us all the time, you know, the, the training is so boring. The staff mm-hmm. is not engaged with the content, right? It's the same content that they looked at two years ago three years, mm. ago, right? So they need a fresh look, right? And, you know, Bert comes from an athlete background. I come from an athlete background and a yeah. musician background, right? And Bert likes to say, you know, if you were learning to ride a bike, would you practice once a year?
2: Right?
1: Right. So no, you wouldn't learn to ride a bicycle, you know, by by riding it once a year. And just like, you know, playing a flute, if you wanted to learn to play the flute, if you wanted to learn to play the piano, mm-hmm. would you go to your piano teacher and get a check the box certificate once every two no. years? <laughs> no. no. Right. So if You want to develop those skills is something you got to at least tune into a couple times mm-hmm. a week, a couple times a month to start to develop that skill. So, So one of the things we looked at is training frequency. Uh And we looked at the research out there on learning and skill development related to, you know, skill retention and and building confidence, Uh you know, in in different techniques. And so that's one of the things that we do, at least when we train in de-escalation, we want to dial in a higher frequency of training.
0: Absolutely. I think that's great that you talk about that because I have an education background and uh, I worked in special education. And so I did uh, I, I, you know, would take my, you know, I think it was I'm trying to remember if it was. I don't think it was annually. I think it was, was every two years, almost like your CPR and first aid, you Mm -hmm. just took your, you you took your, um, you know, crisis prevention, intervention, you know, certification, you took it once a year. And like you said, you just checked the box like, okay, that's done. I don't have to get that done until, you know, another two years. All right. See you guys. They Mm -hmm. just a couple of techniques, but just like you said, just like with your CPR first aid, you forget after time until something happens Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, are you are you still going to be fresh with those things that you're thinking about? So, you know, it's interesting that you do mention that because, yeah, you know, you do the training and you're just like, yeah, okay, I've ticked this off. This is something that I've done. Okay. Yeah. I learned a few techniques. If you were in education, like I was for years and years, yeah you go back and it's the same thing as you learn it maybe one or two things that you learn differently, mm-hmm. but you spoke about, you know, having a, a fresh approach. and And I'm assuming that especially with the with COVID hitting, and then people, you know, having a demand for for this type of training, even going into the pandemic with the situations that were going on, mm-hmm. that the person mentioned to you about, you know, doing something fresh. So, what was something fresh and new that that you were bringing to that "quote unquote" boring training that uh, you know people are used to?
1: Oh, me! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there you yeah, have it. Because- <laughs>
1: You know, one thing I learned and, and uh, especially when when I was getting trained by uh, my judo coach and getting trained by Leo White and all that kind of stuff, coaching me and stuff, you got to have fun when you get trained yeah. and you learn from falling down to get back up. We always say you fall down uh, uh, seven times, get up eight, Right. those kind of things. And we try to, it, what I did with Ron, because, you know, we try to incorporate some of the fun stuff in there.
2: Right.
1: And and I think in less pressure that you have to learn this or you're gone kind of, you know, right. and everything. And, and also we were able to get people. Uh, we, we just did a class with uh, uh, Metro parks here
2: uh-huh.
1: and uh, you know, uh, uh what was it? Demetrius Faulkner. She, I, I said this one thing about, like I said, you know, I looked at the Olympic Training Center, right? And I go and I stayed there and, and I, uh and it was uh, um, I stayed there where Mike Tyson was there when I was there.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And believe it or not, Demetrius, she goes, she goes, uh, Mr. Griggs, uh, I don't think they know who you're talking about. You know. <laughs> that, I looked at them and they go like, no, we don't know. How about vander hollyfield No, we don't we don't know who that is <laughs> And I am like, okay. You know, and and so those kind of things. Right. You bring them to a classroom and, and uh you know, I always tell a story about Ron. And uh uh I got a bunch of stories I tell, so not the same one. <laughs> and and we do things like that and we incorporate the learning process. Yes you know, in there and the re- what well, we found out from, because we did, we found out that people were looking forward to being in our class nice. and yeah. everything. People were, oh, I'm so glad you came back. Cause you know, we don't, like Ron said, we don't do the, here you go, we, we're done and we're gone for the rest of the, we'll, call us when you need us, you know, nice. we don't do that. We are gonna be there before you need us. Beautiful. See, we want to be there before you need it, so you don't need us. Right. right? And we're going to make it where you're going to know exactly what you need to do in whatever industry you're in. Right. How to cope with that situation and get through it. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a flight attendant, whether you're a, a naturalist at a park, you know, whether you're working at uh, McDonald's. Everybody can use what we do because we have made it relevant. You know, we make it where like this really happens.
0: Right.
1: You know, because most of the time, and, and I got that from my experience working in detox for years. Um, I became a counselor. Well, a lot of times things happen and you just go like, I can't believe that's happening. Right. Well, I learned how to manage that and I would, you know, call Ron. I call Ramby. I call Ramby, and I go, "Man, this, this happened." And he would make suggestions about how I could handle a particular situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I go, "Okay, I'll try that." And, and a lot of times it'd be like, you know, a person's yelling at me, uh, swearing at me. I still go, "How may I help you?" Mm-hmm. And, and and Ron would say, "That's what you just need to do." Mm-hmm. That would they will look at you and go like oh i'm not ruffling his feathers exactly. and because i'm a big guy a lot of times people want to attack me right and everything you know when i and, and ron told you know he talked to me about that he go a lot of, they just want to attack you cuz they want to make themselves seem bigger mm-hmm. and everything and then i learned not to do that those kind of things where like i you know and I were able not to put my hands on people right. just by certain things that that you, him and I have talked about. Everybody's not having a great day. You know, everybody's not, you know, uh, being able to go home right. and, and have a, a Sprite, you know,
2: mm-hmm. everybody
1: ain't able to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and everybody's not able to, get in a car and go someplace. Mm. Well, sometimes those people are upset, you know, Mm. and sometimes the people who do have, they get in a limousine wherever they're going, they're upset too. Mm. Everybody's not having a great day. Mm. So, and a lot of times if you realize that and you approach people to try and make their day better, Mm. and and that's what Ron has always told me, approach people, try to make their day better, bring some good to them with just saying um, hi, Mm -hmm. in a a good way, how you doing? Things like that, it's little things, but we've compiled those things and made them into a a rhythm of what you can do. Mm -hmm. And on the physical side, what we've done is make you aware of like, if you write up on somebody, probably don't want to be there.
2: Right.
1: You know, you don't yeah. want to be right up on somebody because first of all, they they feel threatened. So we develop a stance where to make it less threatening. Right. And to make things the person feel better. And also we've developed different programs for different programs. Right. Where like some people, if you're a policeman, we also we you know we do the judo jujitsu. And we've taken the non-lethal, non-harmful techniques, and we you implement those. Right. And if you if you're a flight attendant, or you're working at McDonald's, or you know you're just walking down the street, we we also implemented things where if somebody grabbed you, how just to get away. Mm -hmm. You know, we train you to be no MMA fighter. We train, you know, we train you to get away from those kind of positions where, you know, whereas a law enforcement, they need to be able to handle somebody where they don't hurt the person, mm-hmm. but still control it. So with the, with the team of people we have, we, we, we can do that. You know, because even though I was scared of Ron back in the day, I ain't scared of
2: him
0: no more. <laughs> I
1: started taking judo when I was 11. <laughs> okay.
0: I'm right. 62. right. I I, I love that. You, I love that you say the gentle way. And I love that the name of your, your organization is the gentle way institute, because you know, you're teaching people to to do things in a non-threatening way. One question that came to mind when, when you were talking about, you know, de-escalation and talking about you know, people, uh, you know, being in other people's faces, you know, I think about when we were confined to our homes and and having to, to be in close proximity with our loved ones and even uh, having to de-escalate in those situations. Now, have y'all had situations where you had to deal with not just organizations, but with individuals as well? Have you had people who have come to you as individuals and have asked for advice on de- de-escalation?
1: oh yeah we, we we have it it mainly gets focused towards the businesses but mm-hmm. in our training classes of course we talk to people about how this can be applied in your personal life right because because uh, anyone with uh with us with a, with a spouse or partner or uh you know with, with kids especially you know if they're three years old or 16 right there's mm-hmm. a lot of similarities between Two or three year olds, six, 16 year olds, right? Then you have have to learn how to, you know, how to listen, how to be direct, wow. right? How to use tone and how to use all those things, you know, in, in your in your uh, form of communication. But you know, as Bert was talking, I, I was thinking about, you know, y- you you, you know, when we talked before in preparation for for this this call. And looking at how now and post-COVID, one of the things I think that we noticed that we and our team didn't know going into doing you know more of this, these trainings is that a lot of people in these organizations mm-hmm. have a need to be heard. Yes. And so in, in a lot of cases, we go into the training and we become facilitators of conversation yes. of, of people between people. Right, because because uh, uh, in companies that are working at the same task, some of the similar tasks and sim- similar industry, they you know these staff members they come across similar circumstances, right. and so they get a chance. Well, so how did you handle it? You know, Kim. Well, how did you handle it, Bert? And then we get a chance to facilitate, you know, and say, well, how would you handle this this, this situation, Joan? Right, and then we were able to facilitate that conversation. And a lot of the staff members have anxiety or tension or things that are going on too. And uh, that training venue gives them a format to be able to talk those things out. And of course, get some learning and techniques of how to handle it going forward. But uh, that's something that, that we discovered in our training that we just did not know that uh, that would be an aspect of what we're doing that people really need, especially post-COVID, like you said, after being cooped up and all this sort of stuff, and and then people are tense anyway, just having a place where they can start to share, you know, kind of some of the things that are happening just in life.
0: Just like you're saying, I mean, that that makes it fresh and and it makes it relevant, especially when they are part of the conversation, because so many trainings you go to, the person is standing up there and it's like, blah, 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 blah. And they've got the, they've got the, you know, the little PowerPoint up and they're just going through things, but not making it relevant to the actual situation. I love that you all do that, that you, you know, make it relevant. To, you know, that the audience that you're Uh, that you're addressing. And that's something that's so critical, even when you're talking about de-escalation, because you're bringing it to their relevancy, you're giving them an opportunity to talk about, you know, what's happening there and situations that that, you know, they can say, okay, yes, this is something that would actually happen. And our facility, and and this would be a way that we would handle it, or this this would be some good tips on how to handle it. So I love um, that you make it relevant, and that is not just cookie cutter for everyone, because the situations that happen aren't cookie cutter, right?
1: Right, yep, that's right, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's, that's the what, what you mentioned. That that is our big asset is we're able to listen to people, take their input and transform it into a workable program yes. that they're going to be comfortable with. Because who's not comfortable with something I already know I believe in?
2: Right. You know,
1: yeah. I just may not know how to do it, but I believe in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe it, it works, but once you show me, I came up with this idea of how it works. It's kind of like, you know, Rampy with this de-escalation program. Uh, you know, I gave him the idea and then he sh- he was able to show me how it worked. Cause him, him, and our other friend, uh, Mike, Reverend Michael Murphy, they are such. They, they're the quiet guys that you don't want to bother, right? But for sure.
0: Quiet storm. Yes. Oh yeah, and I, and, and I happen
1: to be in study hall with both oh, of them. Right. He's at the same study hall at the table, we still <laughs> friends to this day. Yeah. And, and, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Murph no, no, just no, got no, to no, talking no, to you. No, you know. I was Bert's just saying yes, yes. I said yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Mike, Mike was the Mike was the the other guy at our at our uh study hall table, you know. After after you know Bert, Bert and I <laughs> met in middle school. <laughs> yeah, and, he, he, and uh, he's a reverend of prevailed Church okay. here in Akron and stuff. And it's just like. I know him before he was a reverend, right? Right, <laughs> still, right. So like Ron, I know him be, so they was quiet, but they, they they didn't take no stuff off of nobody back right. when they were young. That's right. for sure. Right. But you know things like that, and and the sense of community that we try to have, no matter where we go, we want to. If we come to Atlanta, we're going to build a sense of community with the staff, yeah, and the customer service, the uh, hospitality, all that. We're going to do all that. We're going to, if we go to California, we're gonna build that there with that particular staff. Because the thing is, with our experience, we've been able to realize that you need to do that. And the other thing is, we've also uh, have some young people on board, cause you know, okay. he kind of old, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and, and so we, 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 borrowed, we borrowed our good friend, Ronnie Brinson, we borrowed his daughter, Brittany, mm-hmm. And uh, Britney Brinson, she's what in her thirties, maybe or twenties okay. or something. I ain't gonna. I I'll say 20 because I don't want to <laughs> say she's I'm not. I'm not saying a thing. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. No, hey, no, no, no. cross that off. Cross that off.
0: But, <laughs> but anyway, got a whole government name. She's all right. You young,
1: young person, that's helping us out. Yes. <laughs> well, the thing is, that sets us apart from other other yes. organizations where we allow input we don't just have a book that you're going to go through and follow a b c d e because some stuff goes from a to f all all the way and you got to be able to deal with that right you know right when you get to that f and the g and all that you got to be able to deal with that but a lot of things are a b c you know boom 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 because i i took some of those classes
0: now do you all provide certifications though for for those who you train or just just the training for for the information? Well, go ahead Ron, you can answer that.
1: Yeah, we, right now we we provide the training for the information but but we're in the process of getting the and doing the certifications and providing yeah. certifications back to the students. So, so all that is a work in progress for us right now because we recognize that there are there's some lo- locations some, some businesses that want that so we're working on doing that too
0: right right but that's awesome though because it's like you said there's a need and it's a, it's important to meet the need and in order to to even come up with a comprehensive program even for certification you know you you'll lose some of that personal touch. You know, and and having it certified as opposed to providing the information that's going to help to deescalate and that's going to help with crisis uh, Mm -hmm. prevention and intervention, those things are are critical, you know, and I like Mm -hmm. that that you make yourselves available to them And, and you say that it doesn't just end when the class ends. That that you continue to keep in contact with them. Do you have a certain way in which you do that? I know you said you know you don't wait for them to call you. You kind of reach out to them ahead of time. So do you have kind of a time frame where you check back in with them periodically to see how things are going?
1: We we do. We check back in with them, and Ron sets up the next classes that that we throw. We throw in some classes that we we're not. Uh, you know, we just throw in some extra classes. Gotcha based on because a lot of times people have problems getting people off the floor or bringing people in mm-hmm. so or even the virtual part they just to take somebody off the floor like a nurse and take them off the floor to go sit and watch something a lot of places you know they, they have a problem doing that right. so, so ron schedules all that and in our packages we throw that in there mm-hmm. you know we, we you know you know one of our big goals is just to from what i you know we talked about me and him it's just to just see how things have changed mm. so much that people are angry yeah angry about stuff that you probably shouldn't be angry
2: about yeah.
1: you know and and how great things are really are but they're still angry and we thought about that we talked about it and i you know through my experiences at my job and his job and things like that we just figured out what we're going to do is we, we're going to design programs yeah. for different companies different everything and once we teach our base program then we're going to teach some follow-up programs yeah All right so you're gonna get you'll get a whole bunch of us you know we're here all week you know that
0: i like it i like we're here all week we're
1: all we're all you know we want to be that kind of thing that people go you you're looking forward i can't wait to to go to Wade and take some training Mm -hmm. i I, that's what we want to be
0: to be the go-to to to be the go-to and i think that that's important um, mm-hmm. one thing that i do i definitely want to touch on because I know that time travels and and what's good is that we'll always have you come back but what I wanted to talk about is just you talk about your base program what are just some things that that people can uh you know that our listeners can can kind of tune into when they're talking about de-escalation what is something that you find yourselves repeatedly uh you know expressing to the different groups that you're going to? Uh, with regards to de-escalation and with regards to crisis intervention and prevention. You want me to take
1: it? Yeah, I, I'll mention a couple of things. And I'll let I'll let Bert mention a couple of things. You know, we 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 talk a lot about about tone. Yes. Right. Because uh, it that's important. And again, if you're you're used to dealing with uh, kids in the education setting or even customer service, where you know, somebody comes into the bank, and you know, I've, I'm, I've been waiting in this in, in this line this this, this long. And uh, well, how can I help you,
2: right? right.
1: And, and right. what what sort of reaction that that would uh, uh, cause somebody to have, or you know, like like Bird said earlier, uh, Kim, how can I help you today, right. right? So so just changing that that tone, right, and recognizing that you know. People, other people have stuff going on too, right? So, so uh you know that that's that's uh the one one of the things that we really focus on, and we drill and we practice those kinds of things. And Bert, go ahead. I will let you. Well, that's
0: the one what I was going to
1: talk about, but you know, well, you now you have to, you got to pick another one, right? <laughs> so loud, one.
0: Well, like you said, tone is everything because you know. Think about when you were a kid. When you were a kid, and and you hit somebody upside the head, and your mom said, to "Say sorry." Did you did you say? It? I am so sorry. Or did you say sorry? You know? <laughs> it's no, all in the tone. Different. You ain't mean it and you'd yeah, hit him again yeah. if they let if they let you, you'd hit him another time. You know, but yes, tone is everything. My dad weird. or my dad said Ronald Allen,
1: then I yeah. I knew that, you know, <laughs>
0: something else is about to happen.
1: <laughs> well, just like I told you when you called me Bertram. Uh, wow. I, I was like, oh okay, whatever you want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I was kind of like you know trained if you say Bertram, right. I, you know I I I'd stand up you know like right. that. But, but one of the other ones is, that goes along with tone is cadence. Yes. Sometimes we will say something, and how we how we say it. You say it real fast, people can get upset. And you say it real slow, then they get, they still get upset because right. it's like. Oh, you must think I don't understand.
2: Right.
1: You know. That's you know, so can can you, do you understand the words that are coming <laughs> out of my mind? Those kind of things. is
2: right.
1: being being aware of your audience and stuff. Yeah. That's one of the things we want to teach. And, and I, I believe we're great at. It. What we yeah. want to do is cadence and tone and also being up on somebody, how to stand. I mean, A lot right. of people believe if you stand like, well, I'm old, so Matt Dillon in Gunsmoke, the very beginning, that you're standing tall and you're balanced with your right. feet parallel, but you're not balanced. You're off balance. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we go through that and teach you how to be balanced while you're talking to somebody. Right. How sometimes not to do this. How to just keep your hands to the side. Because mm-hmm. if yeah. I'm doing this, it kind of looks like, you know, I'm doing this, right? Right. So I don't want to be pointing my finger at you. You need to do this. And if you do this or, you know, those kind of things, yeah. it's little things that we've been able to over the years catch up with and that we find that actually work.
2: Yes.
1: And, and and a lot of people are surprised by it. And then a lot of people go like, oh yeah, I always thought that, but we just never were taught that. Right. You know, they were never taught it. They they knew it worked, but they weren't taught it in some of the things that they've been taking. They that's missed. Yeah. And what we do is we bring all that to the table, just like you know, at the church I uh, Cascade Ministry, I teach that to the to the young kids yes. that we have. I I, I do a um, a class uh, right after church, and I'll teach all those things that I'm talking to you about and they end up saying like, yeah, I, I didn't know that, you know, or they'll go like, yeah, that I, I can do that. We teach you stuff that you can do. Yes. That's the other thing. Yes. We're, we're going to give you what you want and we're going to give you what you need.
2: Yes.
1: Right. Yes. You know, needs are always more than once. Right. Right. But you want more. Where are we going to I think between Ron and I and uh, we're able to do that and definitely with the team of people we have, yeah. uh, I just know that we can get stuff done for people and, and
2: awesome.
1: uh, the things that we want to bring to the table, like, like cadence, tone, yes. those little things people just don't understand because like I can say, like Ron just did, how, how can I help you? And they look at me and go like, well, gosh, that's, you know, mm-hmm. or say, how can I help you?
2: Nice.
1: You know, we want we want to say, how can I help you? What do you need? Okay, you keep cussing at me. Could you hold on now? Stop cussing so much. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of giving them an order and telling them to stop okay. doing something. And you, Well, if you talk through it and go like, hold on, let's talk. How can I help you? And those are certain tips that I'm giving away right now. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. And I hope that <laughs> I hope that folks are writing those down. Because those are three really good tips. Cause just like you say, you, we always hear people talking about tone. Watch your tone. Be careful with your tone. But I like that you said cadence. That's not something that a lot of people think about. Cadence and 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 yes, if you do say it slow, it does make the person feel as though mm-hmm. they're ignorant or they don't understand mm-hmm. the words coming out of your mouth. That really does make a difference. If you're saying it so fast, it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I didn't catch that. You're going too fast, you know? And so yeah, cadence is, and then stance. We always talk about body language and just like you were saying with your hands and pointing at people and things like that. But, but that's not right. having a stance. That's not an aggressive stance. We always talk about that in child care where we say, get down on the child's level. So that that way you're not towering over them or you're looking down on them or you're giving them commands, but you're at their level and you're talking to them. So we hear a lot about that, but you don't hear a lot about stance. So those are really three wonderful tips and, that you give regarding.
1: And the stance part also is how you're going to get away. The way we teach you to stand is how you get away. And one of the <laughs> big things that Ron always brought to my attention, and I never thought about it because you know I've been doing what I've been doing for years. He said, "You know, Griggs, because you know he called me Griggs, but you know he say." we can give people confidence. Yeah. Confidence, you know, goes a long way in, in toning down these situations that mm. could go to the next level. Yes. And if we can give people confidence, then, you know, it's kind of like the honey badger. You know, a lot of people don't know, honey badger is like this badger that just take on everything, <laughs> right? Cause he got confidence. Yes. And uh honey bat. And so, you know, he takes on a bear. He takes on a, a, a giant lizard. He take anything because he has confidence. And, and that's what we, you know, we that's try amazing. to give people confidence. And that's what we work on. And you may not get it to first class. But the, the follow ups and everything, we're going to make sure you're going to leave with some confidence with us.
0: Beautiful, and I think that that's important because, yeah, because most of the time we're acting out of fear, Mm -hmm. and so if we're if we're not operating from a place place of fear, and we're operating from a place of confidence, we're going to react or respond Mm -hmm. more responsibly or better Mm -hmm. because of the fact that that you know we we have confidence in what it is that we're doing. When we're scared, you know, what do scared people do? You know, you start just flailing because you, you don't know what else to do. So your fear takes over. So I love that you say that too, that it that it comes from a place of confidence, that it comes from a place of, of knowledge and, and knowing. And and that's where confidence comes from. When we when we know a little better about our situation and about things that are happening around us, we can respond in a more responsible way. So I love that you say that. Right.
1: Because if you awesome. know better, you can do better.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Juan, mm-hmm. were you about to say something? I didn't want to.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> you're, you're, you're good. And, and <laughs> part of it is learning these skills because when, when fear is happening, right. And, and emotions are higher, right. Common sense goes out the window. Bert, mm-hmm. Bert likes to say, you know, common sense is not common. That's right. So, so if you, you begin to make, you know, these, these skills, more conscious and become more competent at it right then that builds the confidence so that's all i was going to say
0: yes yes well i know i i know our time is slipping away but the one thing that i do want to do is i want to give you guys an opportunity to tell people how they can get in contact with you uh, uh about your um your institute and how they can connect with you all uh regarding your program <clears throat> And then just give us a. And then just give us a little bit. Uh, I know that you have uh, three programs that that you're working with predominantly. Tell us what those programs are, and then tell us how we can get in contact with you. Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead, Ron. Oh, okay. Well, well, uh, the the three classes, uh, basic basic courses that we offer. One is uh, a verbal de escalation, verbal communication course that we have that focuses on what we call 99% of the interactions, which should be verbal. And then of course, we also offer the safe judo jiu-jitsu techniques when it comes to the physical side of de-escalation. And that is what we say should be 1% of, of uh, what happens with you at those times when you need to get away. And then the uh, the third course that, that we are actually rolling out is something and maybe we could talk about that on another podcast Kim, absolutely is uh, is what, what we call something centered around social styles so it's really valuing diversity and in, in social styles and, you know, there's there's a lot of research that's been done with four basic social styles and really learning how to how to get along absolutely. is uh, is a huge part of that and uh, so those are our three basic training classes that we have, and I'll let Bert talk about, you know, how you get hold of us. Yes.
2: How can oh, you get
1: man, hold of <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do it all. Well, uh, oh. we, yeah, we give, we give you our emails. I mean, my email to reach out to me directly is yeah. ron.mosley, Mosley is M-O-S-L-E-Y, at the, at, at gentlewayinstitute.com. So ron.mosley at genowayinstitute.com, just like it sounds. And I'll let Bert give you his email as well. Okay. Okay, I can do that.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> you know, my email is bert, B-E-R-T dot grid, G-R-I-G-G-S at Okay. And the phone number to call is 330 330- 333 333- 9981. 9981. And the website? Go ahead, Ron. www.genawayinstitute.com. Just like it sounds uh-huh. www.genawayinstitute.com.
0: Okay, okay. So we have uh, Ron.mosley at genawayinstitute.com and burke.griggs at gentlewayinstitute.com. The website is www.gentlewayinstitute.com. And the phone number is three three zero three 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 nine nine eight one and that will definitely be in the description when the show airs so you'll be able to get in contact with ron oh, and so regarding much. their programs yes but what i also want to do before we uh before we close things out is i want as i always ask all of my guests in the in the at the end of the show what is something that they're doing to live in the now how are you navigating in this space that we're in you know i'm not going to call it a new normal because it's not This is, this is, uh, the, the, uh, you know, environment that we're in right now. And so we just want to know, what are you doing to operate in it? How are you living in this now? We'll start with Ron.
1: Sure. Thank thank you, Kim. You know, I, for me, it's important to have have some sort of spiritual life and, uh, uh, you know, I I love to walk golf, you know, I get some physical exercise in there, but I love being out in nature. So I also go for walks, you know, in, in the park, I call it my nature walks where I can go out and just listen to -hmm. see what God has to say to me for Mm -hmm. that day or that week. And then of course, with my spouse, Benita, you know, we, we also will go out on some of those walks together just to get a chance to just renew our connection as, as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that people just take the time for, for a spiritual connection to yeah. find, you know, peace. Cause when I really look at what Genoa and what we're doing in our mission, like Bert said earlier, you know, we saw what was happening in the communities mm-hmm. and we just wanted to do something about
2: yeah, it. Said the right? call. So, yeah, yeah.
1: so we wanted to bring that, that sense of peace into the community. So part of that for me is that it's being grounded in some sort of spiritual life as well.
0: Nice, nice, Bert.
1: Well, for me and stuff is, honestly, just being able to talk to Rampey and Leo and Murph and and Ronnie and all that, that that is my, uh, you know, big thing. Being able to talk to people who are close to me
0: Yes, Um, your inner circle, yeah.
1: Yeah, my inner circle of of closeness that also know me. I mean, we talk about 50 years of knowing each other. And so that's real helpful. And the new people that I've met and being able to talk to them, uh, being real, uh, having a positive attitude and just wanting to help people see things differently. I think that's one thing about, I didn't know I had these kind of skills. Uh, and then um, all of a sudden I discovered I did. And I I figured, you know, I want to leave a legacy to my daughter. Her name's Shanae, you know, and um, so my daughter just to be able to leave, leave her something that she can mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, my dad did this or he invented something.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, just family type stuff. Yeah. And, and and I like to expand my 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 uh, relationships with yeah. people and, and bring them in as family. Yeah. The companies we work with, or something like that. Uh, I want to have a family atmosphere
2: yeah.
1: where we have that, where we're gelling together, and we're working. To we all want. We all want to go home. We all want. To, we all got the same goal of being able to do things good most people do and and we can do that and accomplish that 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 makes my uh whole uh new covid life experience better because i can't wait to go see my boy leo and everything and have him talk about me and (laughs) talk about rampy you know because you know and, and it's just unique and stuff and then uh I've been blessed with a whole bunch. Reason why I mentioned a lot of people's names, because I was blessed with these people and I got mm-hmm. to acknowledge them. And I do this, yes. I do this when I'm in my classes teaching. I let you know that we're gonna focus on a whole bunch of good stuff mm-hmm. and we're gonna make it real positive and keep it positive and keep moving. And mm-hmm. I've been blessed with a whole bunch of positive people around me and stuff, and, and just like uh meeting you. And everything, even though you, know, you just say my name like you did the first time, it kind of scared me. I, no. I told you, you said Bert. I know
0: and, now. I was and, educated.
1: And, 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 you know now she says Bert, so I'm gonna come. Bert. You know, but like I said, it's just uh, uh, I believe we all, as people, we need to be more humane to each other. Absolutely that's what about me get a it's lot really of this about love. Yeah. Like being worried about going outside and stuff like I was in, in 2020 and being able to uh, now actually talk to people and, yeah. and feel just a little bit more comfortable and to deal with how I'm dealing with things in the pandemic, you know, of course going uh, going for walks, uh, going going to the gym.
2: Yeah.
1: I can't wait to, you know, I feel better where I can do judo some more. Yeah. and um uh, i i got a guy up in Avon this guy named paul i want you know uh want to do judo with him and stuff and because you you learn to love the sport and it's a gentle way it's so much fun and and Thank just you. like i said just being with around with rampy he's like a a, a big brother too, too.
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> But that's, that's it. it's about love. And and I, I love that you say that it's about, it's that's about, about you know, the spiritual fear. life. It's about, it's about your, uh, you know, having, having a, a strong circle, but Definitely. the one thing a that, I, said that love I love that you guys bring is, is that you talk about developing confidence, taking us from a place of fear to a, a place of knowing and understanding. So that, that way, when we're out here in these streets, you know, mm-hmm. we know how to conduct ourselves. We know mm-hmm. how to de-escalate. We know how to self-regulate. And that that's just a big portion of of how we're going to be able to coexist and how we're going to be able to develop those loving relationships that you talk about, Bert. Those are things that are important. And and having that spiritual base that, that rampy was talking about, these things are important. Mm-hmm. These things are going to be, you know, foundational in helping us to be able to move, uh, you know, into that space of, Whenever something arises, we know how to how to best handle it. So I thank you guys for coming and being and sharing and 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 for Bert having the vision that you have and for for Rampy's taking the time to say, okay, yeah, let's take this seriously and, and let's move this to the next level and and you know bringing your knowledge and not you know, taking it to the grave with you, with bringing it to people, you know, who are waiting for these types of, of programs and waiting for this type of education to be available. So I thank you guys for that so much. And know that you are welcome to come back to talk about your um, new program that, that you're launching and talking about social styles and things of that nature. We'll definitely have you come back because once you're a guest here, you know, this is what's happening right now, but it's not what's happening tomorrow or an hour from now or the next day. So you always know that you are welcome to come back. So before we leave, do you guys have any last words that you'd like to leave with our listeners?
1: Yeah, I would just say uh, th- th- this: this is a great podcast. Thank you, thank you, Kim, for <laughs> inviting you. us on. You know, we we feel privileged oh. that you would invite us on to just share messages. You know, w- with with your audience. And uh, we we just want to say you know we're we're just here to help,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, you know we're we're on a mission to in, to keep our community safer. That's really what we're why Happy we're doing. Happy to
0: partner this. with you on mm-hmm. that. Bert?
1: Well, uh, for me and stuff, mm-hmm. you're I think you're just great.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: you know, uh, for you know, I watch a lot of television. I watch a lot of you know, TV and. Everything I I just think you're great. And you
2: thank you.
1: You, uh, you seem to understand so much. You know, what I mean, gosh, you got knowledge. Almost like we almost didn't have to talk about stuff. <laughs> that's I, you know, I'm glad but, you
0: did because because I didn't want it just to be a show about me. It's about you guys. Uh,
1: no, no, you didn't. You didn't talk. I mean, in our first meeting, that's what I probably yeah. meant to say. Uh, yeah. no, I understand. You, you just know how to uh, get the get the information from us. Awesome. And everything. Yeah. I, I never thought I had information like I had until uh, you you talking to us and stuff and that's helpful. And what I like to leave with everybody else is like let's let's talk more about peace and love yes. in, in today's world. Because when I grew up in the in the you know 60s and 70s, yes. we had commercials about peace. We had commercials about love.
0: Yeah
1: you know, let's buy the world a coat.
0: That's Just, right. You know, you keep it coming. things like that.
1: You know, <laughs> right. uh, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's right. Those kind of things we need to bring back when we're talking about peace. That's right. Just being at peace. That's all I, you know, I, I like to leave peace with everybody.
0: Mm -hmm. that's it it. and again like i said thank you all thank you both for being here with me i appreciate it you are definitely part of the how now family part of my family so i'm happy to have you and we'll look forward to you coming back and seeing us again and that will do it again for this edition of the how now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now and until we see you the next time i say peace (laughs)